Hello everyone, welcome to another exciting webinar session of our Lambda Test Experience Series. This session is on democratizing automation to build autonomy and go to market faster. Our experience series features renowned industry experts as well as technology leaders who have vast experience in the space of testing and QA. And we are very excited to have you all with us today. I'm Kavya Nair, Director of Product Marketing at Lambda Test and your host for today's episode. Today, we have a distinguished speaker with us, Vadish Budramane, uh, the founder and CEO of AlgoShack with over 33 years of experience focused on product engineering, innovation, and IP creation. Today, Vadish brings a wealth of knowledge to discuss in today's episode. To give you a brief about AlgoShack, it's a startup born agile platform that transforms software delivery by leveraging AI and deep technology aiming at autocoding that is self-learning and easy to maintain. To give you a gist of what today's episode is all about, we would be exploring the concept of democratizing automation and how different stakeholders engage. It will be more around automation, how automation is advancing and helps sprint cycles to shift to the left. We'll also deep dive into how low-code, no-code platforms play a pivotal role in this process. So without any further ado, let's jump straight into the heart of discussion and kick off today's episode. Over to you, Vadish. Thank you. Thank you, Kavya. So, um, yes, as Kavya introduced, the topic is about democratizing automation. And I'm really very passionate about this. It's about um, inclusivity. It's about um, comprehensive coverage. I'll talk more about it. Uh, let me quickly set the context as well as to what's happening in the industry today. With gig economy, um, software has become the key differentiator for businesses. Um, every business is turning to be a digital business today. And uh, in that context, every business is trying to engage with customers in newer ways. There is sassification, which is more happening now than before. And machine learning is becoming more reality than before. Under these circumstances, with this backdrop, what's happening with software companies is that they are under tremendous cost time pressure um, to take their products to market uh, fast in quick succession. And as we all know, one third of software development, uh, one third of software development effort uh, is in testing or test automation. When I talk about testing and test automation or automated testing, I synonymously use these. Um, you know, there is a reason why uh, I do so. I'll get to it in a minute. So with the testing being a third of uh, software development effort, test automation becomes very critical. And traditionally, test automation has had many challenges. Test automation um, has been, you know, manual, resource intensive, time consuming. As a result, it takes time to automate testing. Coverage is, you know, incomplete. There are significant challenges with scaling automated testing. 
and obviously it eats into a lot of cost. To highlight uh, the scalability issue a bit further, there have been far too many tools uh, in the market. There was a time when people thought, you know, um, Selenium is the panacea for all challenges with automated testing, but that was not to be. You know, soon we um, were encountered with several other tools such as you know, Appium, you know, Cypress, Playwright, and Sequoia, and Squish, and whatnot. And it takes significant effort from people to keep pacing with these evolution of tools. And it is hard to, you know, really master each and every tool in the horizon. Um, of course, there have been evolution um, of test frameworks um, trying to resolve these challenges with automated testing. Um, you know, it all started, the framework began with record and play um, probably 15 years or 20 years ago. And then frameworks moved on to, you know, um, uh, becoming data-driven framework, keyword-driven frameworks. and BDD-based frameworks and the current framework that is further evolving is the full-stack framework that leverages machine learning. While these frameworks over the years have tried to um, address some of the challenges that I just discussed in the previous slide, there is a lot more to be done. And if you look at the current trends, uh, they revolve around um, two key aspects. One is low-code, no-code, and another one is leveraging machine learning. And there are, there are a couple, couple of more emerging trends, and um, I'll discuss that in a minute. Now, when I talk about low-code, no-code, I don't mean um, no-code as in no script at all. It's about, um, you know, it's about scripts, but not spending time to deliver those scripts. In other words, no manual scripting efforts, but it will have scripts, scripts in the technology of one's choice. You know, it could be Java, JavaScript, type, TypeScript, it could be C Sharp, it could be .NET. Um, you know, it could be any of the tools that are, that you are familiar with, such as, you know, Selenium, Appium, you know, Cypress, Playwright, um, WinApp driver, it could be FlyUI, it could be um, rest assured scripts, it could be rest sharp uh, and whatnot. So what we are talking about is scripting without manual efforts, scripting produced by a platform or a tool, scripting in the technology of your choice, script that could run anywhere. Anywhere as in uh, in third-party clouds such as uh, Lambda test. So that's the platform that we are talking about. That is the trend that we are talking about, low-code, no-code. And, you know, these help with faster automation of testing. And uh, it will empower anyone and everyone in the ecosystem to contribute to 
automation of testing. And the other key um, trend uh, is about uh, arti artificial intelligence and machine learning and its application to help with, you know, habitual, continuous testing. Testing or the test scripts that are self-healing, that are auto-healing, um, you know, so that um, you can truly have autonomous testing. Um, so that's the that's the second trend, and the third one is to make you know test automation unified, comprehensive, not only covering UI testing but also testing of microservices and web services, as the case may be. Now, let me quickly add: one should also be able to test SaaS or platform as a service without requiring SaaS applications to be developed to be able to test PaaS platforms. So in other words, you should be able to test PaaS when PaaS is ready or even as PaaS is evolving and not requiring um, you know, developers to build apps on top of PaaS. So that's the third trend that is shaping up the current fifth generational test automation framework. And last but not the least, um, the frameworks, automated testing frameworks have to support in-sprint automation. In other words, uh, even before a single line of code is developed, you should be able to initiate the process of automation or automated testing. These are the four key trends that is further shaping up the evolution of fifth generational uh, test automation uh, framework. Now, I talked about uh, low-code, no-code uh, platforms uh, in some detail. I said it's about um, it's about scripting, but not requiring manual efforts. It's about platform producing scripts. It's about platform producing scripts in the technology of your choice. And it's about scripts that can be executed anywhere without any kind of lock-in, without any kind of, um, you know, monopolizing. And that's when, you know, you can actually liberate, democratize automated testing. And when you have low-code, no-code platforms, then developers, they don't have time for testing, but you know, with low-code, no-code platforms, they could automate testing within a, spr within a sprint. There, uh, when developers contribute to testing, then the silos in test creation, um, they get removed. Um, in the process, testing becomes a lot more effective. And uh, likewise, it empowers manual test engineers to automate testing. And when manual test engineers automate testing, then the adoption of automated testing, it, it increases. The chances of adoption increases and it improves, you know, um, uh, automation, um, you know, as, as manual testers embrace uh, test automation. It helps you shift 
automated testing to the left, right into um, uh, in sprint process. Um, automated testing can become part of a scrum team activity, thereby making testing more effective and also enhancing the development productivity of a scrum team. And when you have scripts produced in the technology of your choice, and your choices could vary from time to time. You know, there was a time when people used Protractor and Protractor got deprecated or being deprecated. And now people are trying to see whether to move to Cypress or Playwright or go back to Selenium. Now, such um, migration could become seamless when there is a platform that produces low code, no code scripts. It will become a, you know, click of a button. With the click of a button, you will be able to um, move from Protractor scripts to Cypress scripts. And that's the advantage that you get when you use low-code, no-code platforms. Your test automation becomes foolproof, future-proof. And um, obviously, quality improves because of the inherent reuse there. And it reduces the cost of uh, automation, thereby reducing total cost of ownership. Um, and helps reduce, uh, uh, you know, automation debt or, uh, you know, tech debt. So those are the advantages of low-code, no-code platforms. And um, talking about uh, machine learning in the context of um, um, you know, codeless scripting. Um, there are many use cases of machine learning. Um, you can create tests without you having to design, without humans having to design. You can have machine design test cases. You can sense application changes automatically. You can come up with the forecast against each test case, whether it is um, you know, likely to fail or pass when it is executed next. And that helps you uh, with scientific choice of test cases for your regression suite. Uh, you can improve speed of execution. Um, you, know, you don't have to wait eternally for an element to show up. You know because you have deployed machine learning, you know how long it takes for an element to respond. So you can optimize, you know, test execution. You can become more smart, more smarter with your execution. And you can also predict root causes for test failures, you know, whether it is a locator issue, whether it is a sync uh, issue, whether it is a data issue, whether it is a true application issue. Uh, such um, categorization of uh, defects um, or issues um, can be done by uh, machine learning algorithms, uh, saving a lot of time for testers uh, or automation engineers. And uh, self-healing results in reduced maintenance overheads. And there are times when you have too many test cases and you won't know how many of them are really duplicate 
I've seen cases where that you know there were sixty-five thousand test cases in a test suite for one application, and uh, automated deduplication uh, saves a lot of time, uh, effort, and cost. So these are the use cases of um, machine learning or artificial intelligence that is uh, gaining significant traction with these low-code, no-code platforms. And by the way, uh, AlgoShack has a platform called AlgoQA that is low-code, no-code and leverages machine learning wherever um, it really matters. Now, I talked about um, you know low-code, no-code platforms. Um, I talked about um, uh, tools that will um, you know help uh, you know invite participation from um, the entire ecosystem. Um, you can invite participation from you know developers. You can invite participation from um, test engineers, manual test engineers. You can invite participation from product owners, subject matter experts. You can invite participation from architects, test architects, and automation engineers. Um, and um, now uh, the question is, um, when there are such tools, you know, how do I available in the market? How do I go about choosing them for my situation? You know, so one needs to analyze one's own situation you know is your situation a greenfield situation whether you are into new product implementation whether you are looking at automating for the first time and so far you have been testing manually or whether you are going for um uh, you know uh, sassification um for the for the first time so those offer greenfield situations and probably you know choosing an automated testing platform is easier in uh, such situations um i'll talk about uh, what questions to ask you know in another slide uh, to be able to arrive at the right choice of the tool your situation may be a brownfield situation where um you automated testing in the past, but you used, you know, a technology that is being deprecated. Um, now you have to make another choice. Um, or you have been automating, but your automation coverage um, is limited. For whatever reason, it hasn't crossed 45, 50% mark. Um, and um, there have been challenges with the execution execution has been slower uh, for whatever reason you know i've had cases where you know we had to recommend to people to move to javascript playwright as opposed to java selenium um, to help them with faster execution or you may have a situation where maintenance overheads are very high your scripts are rendered flaky every now and then instead of working on 
automating newer test cases, you end up spending more and more time in maintaining scripts that you once automated. Or for whatever reason, um, you picked up a framework that is quite closed and not open at all. Um, in which case, you will be tied to that platform and its inefficiencies um, forever. Uh, and in such cases, you will want to migrate to a newer tool or a newer platform. Or you may want to switch from an expensive framework to an inexpensive one, an open source one. Um, and likewise, so, uh, or you may have an application that is not testable and you want to, you know, really look for a platform that helps with such situations. Or you may have a case where you really need platforms to support distributed testing. You know, you have coordinated workflows, for example, as it is the case with, you know, um, um, web applications that leverage, you know, WebRTC technologies. Um, to give a simple example, let's say there is a there is a tool that supports um, video conferencing. So you need to test for coordinated workflow across users that would participate in a video conference. So your requirements depend on you know your situation your your approach to automated testing your automated testing strategy would vary based on what is your situation now depending on your situation you have to ask some more right questions to be able to um you know choose an appropriate test automation uh, platform you may you may have your you know hardware interactions involved in your test cases your application is a software application but it involves hardware interactions you know we have come across um, applications in the medical devices world um, that involve significant hardware interactions whether you are dealing with ct scan you know x-ray scanners whether you are you know dealing with um, mr machine there is significant hardware interactions involved. Um, you may you may not want to leave it for the platform to decide um, on the scripting tools and scripting technology. You may want to choose what technology you want to go with because um, uh, you are you you come from a regulated industry and you have chosen a tech stack and there is no way you can move away from that tech stack and to add to that tech stack means a couple of years of validation efforts likewise you know your domain uh, is, is unique it's always unique each domain is unique now whether a particular platform can cater to your domain you know you may come from digital commerce you may come from enterprise software world you may come from healthcare world you may come from fintech world 
then you will have to check whether you know the platform could cater to your edge cases um you will have questions and you will have to ask such questions you know if your team will have to switch to a new way of working um you may have a an application you know that is not testable um so you will want to check if the platform or the tool can automate your green screen application um uh, you may have a framework readily built it's not scaling but you still want to leverage the work you have done in the past so you may want to check the tool that you are seeking to use um can serve as an extension to your existing platform uh, you may have questions about folder structure of the script you may have questions about you know coding guidelines followed you may have questions as to where to execute the scripts um you may have questions as to what happens to your existing investments um uh you know you may have questions you know as to how you could repurpose your team your uh, people so um my view is that a true platform that piggybacks on the current trends current trends in the automated testing market that follows the fifth generational framework that i talked about could address would try to address most of these questions and um, um that is what we have done with the algo qa with algo qa you could uh, um you know have scripts in the technology of your choice scripts could be executed anywhere scripts could be executed on lambda test and let me also add about uh, lambda test in this context um if you look at lambda test lambda test supports um execution of scripts and scripts in the technology of your choice and this is more true and um more real with lambda test new offering um called hyper execute or enterprise execution environment um you know uh, it addresses um situations that we couldn't address at one point in time um where you have heterogeneous systems you have scripts that um that are written in varied um uh, technology frameworks and here is one product that um helps you you know execute them all in one place um and helping with continuous testing and helping with um you know autonomous testing helping with testing that is continuous uh, that is comprehensive um that is more inclusive so um let me quickly add what are the do's and don'ts when you choose a tool for uh, for for automated testing look for 
support for BDD, behavior driven development. That way you will have standardization. Um, uh, BDD means you have feature files that are written in Gherkin language that can be interpreted by anyone and everyone, that can be interpreted by product owners, um, that can be um, interpreted by you know, test engineers that can be interpreted by architects alike. Um, and you have to have support for, uh, you know, web applications, mobile apps, but also for desktop applications, you know, embedded software, you know, microservices. Um, you will not only require support for functional test automation, but also non-functional uh, test automation. Let me again add, this is exactly what is happening with the uh, hyper execute you know in the past um, lambda test would support mobile apps uh, would support web applications but with the hyper execute lambda test is extending it to you know standalone applications desktop applications and so on and there has to be support for single click to execute there has to be one system one execution engine in order to realize the true benefits of automated testing. Um, and the tool set must support not only um, open source frameworks, you know, such as, you know, Selenium, Appium, uh, Cypress, Playwright, and the likes, but also, you know, COTS frameworks, such as Squish, such as, you know, Test Complete, uh, linear t and so on so that you can really uh, address um, test automation challenges across the board you know including that of applications that are desktop based and obviously um, a good test design is very critical to uh, you know automated testing um, a good test design uh, that leverages unit tests that leverages tests based on APIs that leverages end-to-end -end tests in um, good proportion. Um, a good test design that uh, um, has significant reuse. You know, instead of writing more and more end-to-end -end tests, it helps to write component tests and sequence them to form end-to-end -end tests that would help reduce the number of tests, help reduce the effort required for automated testing or effort required for automating those test cases and effort required to execute them. Um, so those are the do's and don'ts. I mean, don't try to over-engineer um, uh, scripts produced by a low-code, no-code platform. Don't try to force fit it into your existing framework. Try to leverage, but don't try to over-engineer and um, don't try to manually maintain those scripts produced by low-code, no-code platform. Ensure that they comply with your coding standards. They comply with your, you know, maintenance requirements. But try to leverage, um, you know, that helps you scale automation that helps you um, 
uh, automate more and more that helps you go to market faster rather than um, you know going back to uh, what uh, one used to do to write them you know manually um, and write as per one you know fancies that's not really going to help in the current market dynamics what is important is to go to market faster of course without compromising on quality so this is not really about having to maintain my skill set in selenium but about being able to apply technology to solve some of the real world business challenges so net net um democratized testing or democratized automation invites participation from everyone it invites participation from um from uh, developers testers architects product owners it invites participation from um um cloud execution um uh, vendors partners like lambda test it invites participation from the likes of um, um pfs test rail um, hplm um, zoho um, and jira and so on and so forth it invites participation from the likes of specflow cucumber so on and so forth nothing limiting no silos no monopolizing more open highly liberated and once you have democratized testing or automation then you can actually automate anything and everything right from development all the way through to deployment we have cases where people leverage uh, automated scripts in production environment not limiting it to engineering process and you can truly realize continuous testing autonomous testing you can you can um, you can have machine learning models learn you know uh, on an ongoing basis uh, of course it calls for significant collaboration between humans and machine but once you have trained systems they help you with uh, auto healing they help you with uh, self learning realizing continuous testing um extending the benefits of automation not only to testers not only to customers but also to developers shifting the uh, process to the left and when you leverage um such tools such platforms that help you you know democratize testing democratize automation you will be able to you know realize a return on investment upwards of 3 and um, your citizen engineers will be able to do a lot more with you know less so with that um, um you know i am open to questions um thank you so much vadish that was very insightful um in fact very interesting to see how you have outlined the evolution of test automation framework automation trends and even the rise of ai because uh, you know these are the very topics that 
our audience that is testers and developers want insights on now on to the questions um you know the first thing that we wanted to know was how does slow and siloed system design and test creation impact the ability to meet tight deadlines thus uh, you know delivering the software products to market faster and is the democratization of test automation the only solution so um yeah i mean what happens is um, there is very little um collaboration in the past when it comes to automation of tests uh, within a uh, sprint cycle that's because you know by by design there would be more developers in a scrum team and less number of testers and uh, the focus is on developing um, and not so much on test creation certainly not on automated testing so the process of test creation is slower the process of automation is slower and it results in significant quality challenges it results in lot of you know tech debt you have to automate testing downstream um uh, that used to be the situation but then with this democratization you know with such tools now making test automation very easy very fast quick um developers are able to automate testing in sprint obviously automation engineers are also able to um automate testing um, the manual engineers that were part of the scrum team are able to automate testing in sprint so by the end of the sprint you have not only code um, that is unit tested but also you have automated scripts that have tested the code not for unit testing but also for component testing and end to end testing to the extent that is possible within uh, uh, within a sprint cycle so that makes your verification cycles lot more smoother that makes your downstream validation cycles lot more smoother so um i think democratization means removing barriers it is about inclusivity it is about making things a lot more comprehensive a lot more effective a lot more um efficient it is about reducing the need to have more and more technical skills it is about leveraging functional people to their fullest potential so obviously it solves for many issues uh, you know um that resulted in slowness that resulted in siloed approach that you know uh, that increased cost of quality in the past right thank, thank you. you so much kavya for that yeah. yeah uh the next thing that we wanted to understand was how can organizations um you know especially enterprises or digital natives ensure that automated testing process remains compliant with industry regulations and quality standards while adapting to customized business processes yeah i think uh, that's a great question um we have uh you know when we um when we approach some of the regulated industry segment 
uh, such as medical devices right they uh, you know they expect significant degree of um, transparency they wouldn't treat testing as a black box they will not treat automated scripts as a black box they will want to review automated scripts they have to be validated before they are executed right. because the reports produced by automated scripts have to be submitted to fda uh, for regulatory reasons so you have to validate the scripts so you can't say that um, my scripts are proprietary um i only best know them and my scripts can be run only on my platform that wouldn't work in the first place you have to make um uh, you have to produce scripts in the framework that is acceptable to the industry segment that is acceptable to the customers that you are talking to and not only would they have um you know guidelines for scripts and choices for technology they would also have documentation practices you know documentation practices for feature files documentation practices for test case document that these low code no code platforms produce or expected to produce and there are guidelines for reports as well what logs to go what screenshots to be attached where do you have to have video clipping what all to be verified at what degree you have to verify that everything is specified you can't take chances um so you have to cater to such requirements only then would a low code no code platform um be successful in regulated industry segments and low code no code platforms um would uh provide for uh, you know horizontal solutions but must cater to the industry specific requirement uh, if you are if you are in front of a med devices customer then if you are talking to them you know for their uh, ct scanner then you should tell them how your platform helps uh, automate test cases that have hardware interaction in other words your platform should be extensible to cater to the edge cases um should be extensible without requiring customization as in modifications to the platform they should be able to do it at the user level by way of configuring um so this um, this is a very critical requirement and um, this is one of the things that test automation vendors have to cater to without okay. which um you know you will not be able to cater to edge cases while edge cases may not be significant portion in some cases but cases where you know it's a it forms a significant portion for example scanning ends with you know you pushing the hard button there is you cannot end scanning without 
without that so yeah um you should be able to cater to edge cases you should be able to um cater to the need for uh, extending the platform and that flexibility must be offered to the user user should be able to extend the platform on his own without requiring platform customization yeah. absolutely thank you adish uh moving on to the next question how do you handle the balance between standardization and customization when democratizing automation especially in industries with unique requirements again uh, the medical industry being one of them yeah so medical industry you know um, automotive industry um, yeah. you know if you are looking to automate testing uh, of a production floor um uh, that's where i think this uh, question is coming from so uh, absolutely i think standardization by way of having bdd bdd is common no matter what so that um everyone can benefit from english like gherkin language um uh, then offer flexibility you know um for example uh, one may choose python squish another may choose python test complete someone else may have to use javascript playwright um and these are driven by the type of the application these are driven by you know what type of test automation are you going for someone may want java karate someone else may want you know java rest assured so you should be able to offer these um by default and that's my belief uh, um without requiring customization and then as i said uh, in response to your previous question kavya they should be able to automate some of the edge cases on their own because they are not common across industry segments um they are truly edge cases um there may be some business logic that is very specific to a particular application that they may not even want to part with they may not even want to share that with anyone so the user of that application knows that logic best and he should be able to um automate um that edge case on his own um yeah so that is where i call it low code no code i mean no code if there is no edge case low code if there is some edge case yeah right. um, but scripting is always involved uh, the question is that whether it is scripted manually by an engineer or produced by a platform uh, that is the difference um you know unlike uh, you know some folks that talk about um low code no code as in there is no code whatsoever that the user sees i mean that's a different uh, approach altogether right yeah no, absolutely great uh coming to the last question of today's session can you throw some light on how lambda test accommodates uh, customizations and the ability to work with various tools and technologies um so as to meet various requirements 
Yeah, I'm, I'm actually very, very excited by uh, your the, your latest offering that is Hyper Execute and Enterprise Execution Environment. Um, um, uh, you know, uh, when um, when you are able to um, execute scripts, uh, no matter what type of application, you know, it could be web application, it could be mobile app, it could be desktop-based application, it could be a hybrid application, it could be um, a hybrid workflow where test case involves multiple applications. Um, and that's what uh, I think uh, Lambda test solves for. And that capability is very much enhanced with hyper-execute, with enterprise execution environment. Um, AlgoShack focuses on acceleration of automation. We focus on accelerated automation. We produce uh, readily executable automated scripts. And when it comes to where to execute these scripts, there could be many options, but one great option is Lambda test. Execute them on Lambda test because you you know uh, anything and everything could be executed on uh, lambda test with its um, uh, hyper execute so lambda test helps with the democratize democratizing of testing and test automation it helps with uh, hyper automation uh, it helps with continuous test execution or in other words autonomous testing so i'm really very excited about it Kevin. great thank you so much vadish uh, you know it has been a great session um thank you once again for sharing your wealth of experience in democratizing automation i'm pretty sure our audience would find it very insightful um thanks for joining us today and to the audience, last but not the least, uh, stay tuned with us for more episodes on Lambda Test Experience Series till then and keep innovating and testing. Thank you so much. Have a good day.